Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, it's just about being resilient. You know, it's it was, a, you know, attention to detail, um, you know, on, on some things that we need to do better. And you, ha- you have to do that in the fourth quarter. And you have to bring it to the guy's attention and the coach's attention. And we just got to do- keep doing a better job. You know, that's three out of the last four now that we finished the fourth quarter. Going back to Minnesota, the Lions, you know, and then obviously this one here. And we were real close to getting it done last week, you know, so I can certainly see growth. Um, You know, the guys are understanding and believing it and are doing the things necessary uh, to get that done. And that's the proof um, that we have. And and all you have is what you do on tape and what you do on the practice field. And they're doing those things. And now it's starting to pay off. Merry Christmas to you. For those who observe, happy Festivus to the rest of us. Sort of a Bears Festivus today. I'm Steve Rosenblum, broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. Phone number is 312-644-6767. That'll get you to our listener line, powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. 312-644-6767 also gets you to our text line. 708 texter, trade fields for Tomlin, draft Marvin Harrison, build on Bajant. Merry Christmas to everyone. We're going to go to our guest hotline. Our guest hotline is presented by Circus Sports Illinois. And welcome a Yinzer, perfect guy to talk about this wonderful trade proposition that we just sort of made up based on stuff in the athletic. John Greenberg, how are you? Hey, what's happening, Steve? Uh, happy Festivus. Happy Festivus is really the 22nd, but well, or 23rd, right? Well, I, I here's the way I look at it. Festivus is like Hanukkah because there's enough complaints like oil and grievances okay. to last eight right. days. Okay. All right. All right. We'll accept it. So we're still there. So, John, the let's, I, I propose the idea of what would you do if would you trade Justin Fields for Mike Tomlin? Is Diana Rossini oh. in her in her whatever she heard around the NFL had proposed the or had said that she'd heard chatter that the Steelers could be interested in trading Tomlin one year left on his contract and that they could consider trading to Washington, Carolina, or the Bears. And I thought, wow, would you trade Justin Fields? For that coach, and you with all of your Yinzer roots, you answer that. Would you do that? Why or why not? And Tomlin is a coach, yes or no? 
Well, if I was the Bears, um, yeah, I would do it. If I was the Steelers, there's no, there's no way in hell I would make that deal. Um, Diana probably heard that from people in the league that don't work for the Pittsburgh Steelers that are just, you know, stuff they're talking about. It's just like a rumor, you know, just reporting it, um, which is fun because the idea of trading coaches has definitely happened, obviously. And, you know, how? I mean, is, we've seen executives traded. You know, the Cubs had to give something to the Red Sox for Theo. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you're going to trade Mike Tomlin, you're not doing it for Justin Fields at the end of his contract. That doesn't even make any sense. So, but, yeah, if I'm the Bears, heck, yeah, I'd do it because there's a good possibility they're going to trade Fields for, like, a third-round draft pick. So you might as well get a call. A lot of people, when I brought – I threw this out a couple hours ago, and there were a lot of people – from Pittsburgh, he said, I'm, I'm a Steelers fan. Yeah, go ahead, do it, take it. He hasn't been anything since Big Ben was here. No, Yinzers are such whiners. You know, <laughs> I tell my friends this, and like, yeah, listen, there's legitimate complaints about the Steelers. The Matt Canada situation, you know, I mean, I think Tomlin's a little obstinate sometimes with some of his thinking. But I tell them they're lucky. They have no idea how good they have it. I cover the Bears and follow the Steelers. I know how good they have it. Is Mike Tomlin the perfect coach? No. Does he have his claws? Absolutely. But is he a guy you'd want in charge of your organization as your figurehead, as your leader? Yeah, 100%. Listen, I, I, I mean, I've only covered the Bears since 2009. As like, you know, I lived in Chicago since 2003. Covered the Bears. I've been punished by covering the Bears since 2009 for some, some sin I committed long ago. <laughs> and what have they, they've made the playoffs in two real seasons. You know, plus 2020, which was kind of those expanded playoffs. Two real seasons since 2009 have the Bears made the playoffs. I mean, it, it, people in the Steel and, you know, Steelers fans are like, oh, we haven't won a game since a playoff game since, you know, this year or whatever. Like, the Bears don't even make the playoffs. You know, you don't even have part of the fun of a playoff season isn't the playoffs, it's actually <laughs> the season, right? It's yeah. the season waking up every Sunday or Thursday or Monday knowing that your team's going to have a chance to win and you're going to have a chance to be happy for the next couple days. The Bears don't even have winning seasons. Like, so, Yinzers are whiners. It's a whiny group. But, you know, I, I, I'm not like that anymore because I don't live there and I don't live and breathe, you know, Steelers football like other people do. I just get to write angry columns and miserable columns about the Bears. That's how I get that out. All right, so as part of your therapy... From what you saw from from Justin Fields and the Bears yesterday against one of the worst secondaries in history, what did you think? <laughs> All right, so I didn't watch it as close. I'm sorry, I'm a bad sports radio guest because I was home and it, you know, listen, um, you saw the coverage maps on Twitter. This game was being shown on uh, Fox on uh, in the Greater Chicago area in the state of Arizona, and that's it. <laughs> so we had on the TV in the living room, we had Cowboys, Dolphins. And then on my laptop, I had uh, the Bears game. And I think during the fourth quarter, I was helping my mom make cookies. Oh, so, uh, what a good Yeah, song. they're good. My mom's chocolate chip meringue cookies she's been making me for my whole life, uh, which I love. We've been eating in the car on our drive back. But uh, it's – listen, it's Justin Fields. He's never going to – he just doesn't wow me as a passer. He's just not going to. And maybe – there's another offensive coordinator coming down the pike that's going to really, you know, unlock his talent, figure out a better game plan to use him, or, you know, it's just kind of going to be like this, where he's 
his running is going to make up for his shortfalls in the passing game. So, you know, you look at his numbers, what he pass for, like 180-something? He passed he for, one, for like 15 to 27 for 170. 170. And then he ran for like 90-something, right? Like yeah. 97. So, you know, you put those two together, it looks a little more palatable. Um, I will say he looked – he and Cole Komet have been great. Like, before Cole Komet went out, I mean, he was – he was really locked in on Komet. Mm-hmm. You know, DJ Moore was on a gimpy ankle, so he couldn't really give you anything. So you, you look at that a little bit. But I, my feelings on the whole thing, before you ask this anyway, um, <laughs> you know, when you talk about Caleb Williams, so like I'm on the fence because Caleb Williams did not have that great of a season. I mean, he had a very, very good season, but maybe not what you'd expect as a slam dunk number one. USC kind of sucked. Um and, you know, you've heard mixed reviews on him, right? Like, people aren't totally sold on him. I did talk to a GM, an actual GM, not like a, just a front office executive, who told me, quote, that uh, watching his tape is fun as hell and that he actually just has a good time watching Caleb Williams' tape because it's like almost like people watching Patrick Mahomes, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, my God, that's the best throw I've ever seen. Like that kind of stuff. I worry a little bit, and I think I'm jaded by covering the Bears, just worried that – this savior is not going to work out. So I've been on the side of keeping fields, not extending him yet, but drafting Marvin Harrison because I think he's the best player in college football and seeing what happens with Cole Komet, Marvin Harrison, and DJ Moore next year, you know, likely with a new coordinator. That's my feeling. And then, listen, I know everyone's saying, you, oh, you have to take quarterback because you have this pick. Well, no, guys, the one the, the quarterbacks taken one or two don't always work out. We've – we can look every almost every year and see guys that are just busts. The, you know, the Sam Bradfords, the Jamarcus Russells. Just because everyone's mock drafts are telling you this guy's number one does not mean that he's number one. Like, we have to get out of this mindset that just because all well, what the mock drafts say, you know, that's what you have to follow or you're stupid. You know, that's what people say when you say Mitch Trubisky was a bad pick. They're like, no, the mock draft said he was great. They're like, well, those people are just, it's just groupthink, you know? So, like, I knew people in the NFL that were not sold on Mitch Trubisky at all. So, like, the idea that these guys are, or you have to take Mayor Williams, I think is flawed. That being said, I have not, I'm not one of these reporters who lies and tells you they're grinding tape every night. You know, like, acts like they're real scouts. I'm not a real scout, but a sports writer. And worse than that, I'm a columnist. So, like, I have even less, like, expertise in Caleb Williams. So, like, if they really do think Caleb Williams is the guy, then I think it's a no-brainer. But, like I said, I'm I'm on the side of building up the team first and then putting the quarterback in there. That's the ideal way. John, John Greenberg, the athletic, is my guest. That's the ideal way. That's where, where the way you saw it with Mahomes, with Russell Wilson, where, where you saw a team ready to win and a quarterback ready not to lose and then make some, some wonderful plays. And, and that's how, you make the, that's how you make the most of a rookie contract. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. He came into a like a yeah. He came into a team with a you know Super Bowl defense with Jerome Bettis as his running back, and you know AFC Championship first year, Super Bowl the second year. And he had to go talk so. Jerome Bettis into after his fumble. He had to talk Jerome. No, I can do. We can do it, Jerome. He had to talk Jerome Bettis into coming back to do it, and he was right. Look, Ben. ben. You know what? I was. Steve, I was at that game as a fan with my buddies in Indianapolis. Oh. We were obnoxious Steelers fans. Isn't that redundant? Like not, 
Isn't that redundant right, when yeah. you're in Indianapolis? Yeah. Right. And we're like, there was all Colts fans around us. And we, were, we weren't like too bad during the game because we didn't want to get beaten up. But <laughs> we were in the upper deck. But some, we, were some, we were around some real sketchy characters. Let me say that. And two guys almost did get in a fight. Two Steelers fans above us. But we, when, when, when Bettis fumbled, people literally started hitting us around us, these hillbillies. We're like pushing us, like just four of us sitting in these seats and yelling at us. And Ben Roethlisberger saved the season by tripping, uh, tripping the guy who picked up the pump. Well, you yeah. certainly are a rabble rouser, aren't you? You're just a I rowdy. Am. You're a hooligan. A little bit. Yeah. So if you had Mark Potash on a little while ago, and he seems to be of a mind, he's rather convinced. While I said a lot of Matt Eberflus's comments about progress and this is good and sounds like a guy pleading to keep his job using the public forum that he has as head coach yeah and Botsy said i don't think there's a chance he's going to lose his job i mean there was always a chance because who knows what changes there are but he does he thinks it's it's pretty assured that this guy is coming back even though he's shown an inability to get the detail work right or hire yeah. assistants correctly, and there are other issues going on with him. What do you think? Okay, so we all thought he was gone. And then when they, you know, they, they've rebounded here. You know, since getting Montez Sweat, they've played a lot better. And, it, and I like to say he sounds a lot less like a goofball when they win games, right? <laughs> when it's not just like uh, people trip him up and, and, uh, you know, his, his brains, his tongue's, like, tied, his brain's in a, in a twister. But he sounds like a lot better as a coach, right, right? now that they're playing better. I agree with Potsy, but I also disagree. Here's why. I agree that maybe Poles wouldn't make that change because he's seen this growth. But remember, this hasn't happened before. There's someone above Poles that's going to be making decisions as well. You know, and Kevin Warren. We don't know what Kevin Warren thinks about this team. We just know everything I've heard about him, even when I was in, you know, all the stories we've, we've read and whatever. Uh, and then when I was in Minnesota, I was talking to people, reporters there that know him from Minnesota, and that he's tough to work for. People said, like, listen, there weren't a lot of people that were, like, crying when he left Minnesota. But people will admit that he was a good boss in that he expected, you know, things a certain way. And he demanded it. And, you know, so I think people recognize that he was a good boss. They just didn't want to work for him anymore. Kind of McDonough-ish, John McDonough-ish. Mm-hmm. Where people, like, people thought he was, you know, good for, like, the team or good for whatever, but they all hated working for him. Now, I think Warren's a little easier to work for. I don't think he yells at people as much. I don't think he makes as many people cry. But um, <laughs> I think Warren's got that same kind of vibe, that he expects something. So... Kevin Warren might have might be looking at Matt Eberflus in a completely different way than Ryan Poles, who hired him. So that's to me the the X factor right now of Matt Eberflus's you know future employment. The interesting part of this is I don't recall, maybe not in my lifetime, I don't recall when the Bears had the chance to start. Let's start from Warren on down, where they had the really the chance to reset everything. If yeah. Ryan Poles isn't his guy, even though Dan Weederer was playing tape from that from a June interview, or summer interview, where he 
talked about wanting to be his light and his oxygen and oh, and make his heart go zing and all that. And uh, it's sort of a mentor-mentee relationship. And then he'd be telling, perhaps, telling Ryan Poles, you got to get rid of this coach because he can't hire assistant coaches. We don't trust him. <clears throat> we had right. to have, HR had to have two of them leave. His offensive yeah. coordinator yeah. can't watch the game in front of him. So he's telling Ryan Poles how to do his job, or maybe Ryan Poles has already decided on that. But the the Bears having a chance to, if they wanted to, start over with a GM. But if not, still, new coach, new offensive coordinator, new quarterback taken with a number one pick. I don't remember seeing right. that before. I don't know if the Bears could pull it off or would pull it off. Do you think there's an appetite for that? Why or why not? I could see Warren having an appetite for it, but I don't think I, – I would say I don't think he's going to make a change with Poles just because Poles has set them up pretty well. If you want to be honest about – you know, we can rip Poles for things he's done wrong, but frankly the only real tangible mistake you could see from Ryan Poles in terms of player acquisition was the, is this, the Chase Claypool trade, which was, you know, a disaster in some ways. Um, and I wasn't I wasn't for the Montez Sweat trade just because I didn't like the idea of giving up another valuable second round pick when Mon- you could potentially get Montez Sweat as a free agent. Um, so, but I understand it. I understand why I did it. It just felt to me like another reach, which we've seen from Ryan Pace and Ryan Poles, you know, in the past five six. But uh, I I think there's some appetite for it. I don't think he'll do the GM. I don't think he'll do it in the GM. But I could see Warren basically saying to him, like, no, we need a coaching change. Uh, and, and, you know, you, like you said, you pointed it out. Look at his look at his staff. I mean, I think Luke Getzi's probably a little better than we give him credit for. We're just going to abuse him a little bit because that's the job. <laughs> um, I mean, like we said, like you, you pointed it out great, right? Because, like, the script, his scripted stuff's fantastic. But he can't want the game in front of him. That's when, uh, you know, he does his homework but he's not much of an improv actor, right? Mm-hmm. Like he can memorize the script, but you know, you don't want him improv at anything. That's a great um, that's a great distinction. Yeah, so and I like Getsy and you know, and I think I'm I'm a little biased because he's a Ginzer and he went to a Mac school. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, that kinda is in my wheelhouse. I think sometimes, you know, it's sometimes it's just tough, like with, with a quarterback coordinator relationship. I, I think he could probably trust Justin to do a little more, but then Justin probably shows him reasons why he shouldn't trust him to do more. So uh, I think he's better than Nagy as a play caller. I really do. Well, that's not necessarily a high bar, but sometimes they go no. for they go for gimmicks that are just not there and just not called for. And sort of play calling gets away from some play callers when it should be Occam's razor. The simplest, right. the simplest call yeah. is the right call, and I, I right. got some examples of that. And I, I do think you're right. He's similar to Nagy in that, and I don't know if he's better or not. They've they've got flawed quarterbacks to work with. They're flawed guys themselves. So that's, that's what we, that's the Bears, man. Flawed, flawed quarterbacks, flawed guys. The Chicago Bears. Hey, there you go. go. Thank you. You gave him a motto for the next ten years. Super, super. 
John, I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for your time. Thanks for taking part. And how were the cookies? You were helped your mom make cookies. How were the chocolate chip meringue cookies? They, they are delicious. Uh, she does a great job with them. It's one of her trademark uh, trademark uh, dishes that I remember from my childhood. So they're very good. We're driving home right now. We're on uh, the Ohio Turnpike. Just uh, living the dream. Yeah, I got a text from somebody on the Ohio Turnpike in Sandusky. So. I we're we're blasting out to all manner of America, and we're talking absolutely. That's I hear the families of Sandusky just gather around the radio to listen to you every Christmas. Yes, we've got we get a big, you and Schuster. There's no Schuster. Where's the Schuster? No Schuster. Someone pa- should have had Schuster interview John Paxson and put it on the radio. I did have a texter ask what time that was, and I could not answer him. But thanks. It would have thanks. Paxson thanks. would have been in a much better mood. There you go. Well, not after their last game, they wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. John, yeah, he's not responsible. Drive. Yeah, it's true. So he'd be smiling. John, thanks for your time. Right. Safe travel. All right, thanks, dude. All right, John Greenberg of the Athletic. Talking Bears coming back. Chocolate chip meringue cookies. Look, that's good. You've had yourself a nice little Christmas morning celebration. I know a lot of people wanted to get in and talk, and certainly a lot of people have hit the text line. We will address that and bring you coaching genius from the Bears. 312-644-6767 is the number at the score. You can be on the radio and you can be on our text line. 312-644-6767. Steve Rosenblum, Merry Christmas to you. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So when you guys go up 21 nothing, and then you hit that wall of punts and the turnover, you had a field yeah. goal. How does that happen? What's the difference between the start of that game yeah. and the wall, and how do you straighten that out? Going yeah, I mean... It's just us, um, and it's it's that simple. Uh, you know, we started on them started on them hot early, and you know, before the two minute drive in the first half, it was penalties. Um, 
you know, I didn't really like the two-minute situation, how we uh, dealt with that. Uh, I probably would have did it differently, um, had the clock running used, had the clock running on that third down um, and, you know, not have them get the ball after the two-minute warning. So they pretty much got a free timeout with the two-minute warning with three timeouts. So I wanted to use a little bit more clock there. But I think uh, all in all, uh, we just kept shooting ourselves in the foot, um, holding penalties, stuff like that, uh, not executing. And uh, really, I was just trying to get on the guys and just have that 0-0 mindset, uh, reset uh, back to the you know first quarter and um, just you know come out like we did and just you know sustain that throughout the whole game. So um, definitely got to work on that, on sustaining that uh, firepower we did. We came out, 21 points, boom. So we got to keep doing that. Like I felt like we could have put up at least 35, 40 points. So we got to just, you know, Stay on top of us and really not get, you know, complacent because you you never know what's going to happen as we, you know, have found out in the past. So yeah. And you better watch out. You better not try. You better not bow. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming. Must be official if the boss is singing it. Welcome in, welcome back. Merry Christmas to you. Happy Festivus. This Bears Festivus month. No, football Festivus Monday. Let me ask you a question. Are you a local business owner or employee? How would you like to have your commercial air during Super Bowl 58 right here on the score? This then is your chance. We've launched a new contest called Score Big for Your Business, where you can enter to win a 30-second Super Bowl commercial on the score's broadcast of Super Bowl 58 from Westwood One. Log on to 670thescore.com backslash contests to enter now and learn more details. Deadline to enter is January 19th. So you heard Justin Fields coming in, delineating problems, and also talking about complacency. And Darnell Mooney did that last week. He, It was the wrong messenger after the game Darnell Mooney had. Olin Krutz made fun of him on the postgame show for being too tired after throwing a block yesterday. He was too tired to even attempt to throw a block the week before and dropped a winning touchdown pass. And he's the wrong messenger, but that was the right message apparently because now the quarterback... You're talking about complacency. What kind of mindset? What kind of mental attitude? How are these guys coached that they can become, that these Bears can become complacent? This is a bad team. The record says so. They're playing a fourth place schedule and they're under 500. And the quarterback's talking about complacency. Something else the quarterback talked about. And it's just more coaching genius. Oh, my God. Eberflus coming back. Getsy coming back. If that happens, you talked about, he talked about, referred to the two-minute situation. The Cardinals had just scored a TD. They made it 20, 21-7, 227 left in the first half. The Bears had been running all over the Cardinals. And the Bears have the ball at the end of the 
half. And if you can't score, you can at least own the foot. Take the air out of the football. They didn't call one running play in that series. Pass, pass, pass. Incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. Stop clock, stop clock, stop clock. Cardinals got the ball back with 138 to go. When I was talking with John Greenberg earlier, and he made a really good distinction of he's really good with the the scripted stuff, the or when the music's written out, but or 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 when the script, when he sticks to the script, but he can't ad lib. Luke Getze. He's not good at improv. He can't coach the game that's there. He can't coach the player who's there. That's a perfect example of it. At the end of the first half, and you're just wondering what? Wait. At least eat some clock. Don't give him this much time. You heard Justin Fields refer to it and not he probably won't have to apologize for that the way the Bears made him apologize before. We're talking about the coaching staff making him feel robotic, but you look at that and you go, wait, this does your offensive coordinator this late into this season, his second season, nobody's watching? He was calling him out again. He was indirectly saying that coaching is the reason why we didn't execute better in that two-minute situation. He literally said, I would have done something different, meaning running more clock, mm-hmm. and they didn't. No. And did you also see that terrible wildcat call on third and one? I was going to mention that. Roshan Johnson on third and one, <clears throat> he stopped short. The Bears have to punt. Booze to follow. But this shows a... Massive failure on the Bears' part. Who you want to blame? I'm going to start with the offensive coordinator because he hasn't developed the go-to play on third and one or fourth and one. There isn't that bread-and-butter play, that go-to play, the kind of play where the Bears know what they're running, the opponent knows what the Bears are going to run, and the Bears know nobody can stop it, and the opponent knows they can't stop it. Philly has the brotherly shove, right? The tush push. The Bears have the Bears have resorted to taking the ball out of their best players' hands. And they gave it to Roshan Johnson. Justin Fields, the one thing he can do is run. He cannot pass accurately. He is a ball security nightmare. The one thing he can do is run. And Luke Getze decided he was going to take the ball out of his best player's hands. Just genius coaching. I know we listened to it on Saturday, but do you want to hear one more time the incompetence of Luke Getze talking about those keys to the bread and butter short yardage plays? Or not not again, just because no, it's no. You know what? I think ridiculous. I'd rather talk to Fred from Chicago. Let's do that. He has to make more sense than Luke Getze. 312-644-6767. That's the number that Fred from Chicago called. Merry Christmas. Happy Festivus. Whatever you're observing. Thanks for calling the score, Fred. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I wanted to to tell you that I've been watching the Bears since I was a child. And I'm 88 years old now. And uh, I could see the problem that they're having with Fields. He does not pick up his receivers. The reason he gets tackled all the time is he's looking around for his receivers. That's one of his big, big problems. All right. And, uh, uh, of course, 
There are other problems with that team. Uh, the uh, offensive coordinator, which uh, you pointed out, they call uh, the uh, the bad plays. Uh, instead of uh, uh, using their strengths, they uh, they do not uh, they they do not have uh, fields running with the, with the ball, which is his strong suit. Is uh, that he's he's very inaccurate, and he does not pick up his receivers. And you cannot judge uh, the Bears' win yesterday by against that terrible, terrible team. Uh, you you cannot. Uh, they say, oh well, they uh, they won. They won. Anybody, a high school team, could have beat that that pro team, Arizona. So that's uh, what I say. And I'm getting kind of old, and I'm waiting for them to become a, a good football team. I'll pass it along, Fred. I wish you a, a happier Christmas than you sounded like watching the Bears. Maybe if you don't think about the Bears, it'll be a merrier time for you. I would, I would wish that for you. 312-644-6767 is the number. Get you to our text line as well and we have some te- one thing i had asked earlier was where are you where are you texting from where are you celebrating this holiday and did you get did you get the present you asked for did you get the pre- oh you know what i want to tell this again did you get the ashley kelly present in case you missed it the rich they're not like you and i Ashley Kelly, the wife of White Sox legend legend Joe Kelly, had tweeted out several weeks ago, O-Take 17. It was a pitch to Shohei Otani to come take the Dodgers number 17, which belonged to her husband, Joe Kelly, White Sox legend. So Otani signed with the Dodgers, took the number, and in return... You know, you've heard sometimes a guy trades the number for a watch or X amount of dollars. Well, Joe Kelly apparently had nothing to do with this. It was Shohei Otani who decided to reward Ashley Kelly with a Christmas gift in the form of a new Porsche. Merry Christmas. The rich, they're not like you and I. We'll come back. Text, phone call, 312-644-6760. Oh, my God. It's late on <clears throat> Football Festivus. 312-644-6767. Steve Rosenblum, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend 
or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Fourth down, Murray heaves it down the sideline for Dorch. The pass is incomplete, and there are no flags on the field. I think they're going to say uncatchable. He wanted Dorch. He sailed it. Dorch tried to sell the contact, but a turnover on down. Well, watch the coverage all the way by Smith, number 32. Uh, Dorch tries to... Dorch is pulling a little more <laughs> than Smith right there. And then you see how far ahead of him that is. There's the uncatchable aspect, but oof, with three timeouts, I don't know. Well, now you leave going for that. Like you said, Mark, all of a sudden the Bears are in field goal. Range. Field goal it's a two-score game. Highlight courtesy of Fox. Highlight night. Holy night. And football morning. A Merry Christmas to you. A Happy Festivus to you. This is Football Festivus after Bears, like bad win, bad team, bad opponent. They still maintain the Panthers one game lead on the Cardinals. Would have been a lot easier if they'd lost to the Cardinals. And they would have a two game lead going into the last two games. Anyways, didn't happen. 312-644-6767 is the number to the phones, to the text line. 563 texture. Happy holidays, Rosie. Just finished opening presents and now walking the dog listening to you on the Odyssey app. Eastern Iowa in Manchester, Iowa. Thank you. We appreciate that. 217. Didn't realize that WB Club met on Christmas Day. Any good gift ideas for WB Club members? Really? You ask that? I mean, come on. Any, <clears throat> anything you can chew, anything you can spark, that would be a good gift. I don't see other WB Club members turning down any of that. 312-644-6767. That's the number that Chris dialed from Naperville. Chris, welcome to The Score. Happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas to you, and happy Bears Victory Monday. Um, I got a couple thoughts here. A lot of slander going on with 
JF won um, the performance yesterday. Wasn't clean, wasn't perfect. He had a hell of a first half. Getty gets his conservative play call sheet out for the second half, as always. I don't think getting a rookie and throwing him into a situation, new head coach, possibly new GM, a lot of unknowns there, is the solution. You go get Marvin Harrison Jr., you give him a true number two. Darnell Mooney was the guy last year, and you saw how completely much he dropped off the cliff when we brought in DJ. You're drafting eight right now. If you stay in that range, you get Brock Bowers. You have the best tight end tandem in the league and possibly a top five one-two punch at the receiver position, and you let the kid grow. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Well, Chris has a plan. Always good to have a plan. I appreciate you bringing the plan to the air. It's really, it's really a wonderful opportunity for a wonderful content for sports talk radio and sports writers and sports media. There are so many different ways to go. We talked about this with John Greenberg. So you could do this. Talked about it with Mark Potash. What if they did this? Look at this opportunity. They could start completely clean. None of the typical McHoldovers where the McCaskies made somebody hang on like we're hiring a new GM. We really love it. We're we're inspired by Phil Emery, and we're going to make him keep Lovey Smith. Which, again, there are different levels. The ninth levels of stupid is the way, the way sort of if Dante were a Bears fan, that would be a 312-644-6767-708. This coaching staff is garbage. This staff would ruin Lamar Jackson or Pat Mahomes. Maybe. All right. Randy from Lake Bluff. Welcome to the score. Rosie. Randy. I'm on my way taking, taking my 97-year-old father to church. And what I couldn't think of a better way to, to head there by listening to you, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy Festivus to... Good. And, and Merry Christmas. And tell your dad hi. It's wonderful. He's going to church. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm going to stop in and see you next week. But I got a thought for you. I couldn't disagree with that last call more. Uh, anymore. Uh, this this uh, quarterback's horrible. Uh, he hasn't done anything for going on three years, and if they stick with him with a hope and a prayer, they're going to end up where they are right now. I think the, the offensive coordinator, the head coach, and number one, put them all on the same boat and wish them well. Here's my thought, uh, and I don't know if Harbaugh is, is, is interested in uh, uh, coming into the NFL, but uh, my Christmas uh, gift would be Harbaugh and let him bring his quarterback with a McCarthy. Uh, I don't hear too many people talking about this kid. All he does is win, like uh, Montana, uh, Brady, Kurt Warner, and number one is none of those. He's more of a Bobby Douglas, and you know where the Bears went with Douglas. I'll hang up and listen to what you got to say, Rose. Happy All holidays. Right. Happy holidays, Randy, and um, to you and your father as you drive along. <clears throat> Here's the answer. In case you didn't hear earlier, the <clears throat> the news is, on Jim Harbaugh, Michigan's offered him $125 million for 10 years. He could afford to buy Ashley Kelly a Porsche, too, as it turns out. Anyways, the hang-up, the reason that contract has not been signed, the agreement has not been done, the hang-up is Michigan inserts a, demands a clause that prevents Harbaugh, Harbaugh from pursuing any NFL job. No. Not. Can't. Do that. No. And that apparently is the hang-up, according to reports, 
and Jim Harbaugh has not signed that agreement. So his desire to come back to the NFL is pretty well established at this point, isn't it? Otherwise, he'd have signed the contract with Michigan. So I don't, and I don't know, there have been, there have been stories that Harbaugh, well, like everybody in the Big Ten ultimately somehow found reason to hate Kevin Warren when he was running the Big Ten, because I guess that's what you do. You always think you're being put upon. Everyone's against you. Everything is against you. I don't know. Remember, Kevin Warren didn't want to play that season. And boy, everybody screamed. They wanted to play that season because they're all built there. They, the, the idea of student athletes is all about athletes. We want to know who was the leader in that movement? Justin Fields. They were going to play. Yeah. So I don't know what the relationship is like, but generally it doesn't take much for largely delusional college football fans to think their team is getting wronged and ADs and coaches pretty much feel the same way. But whatever Jim Harbaugh's intentions are, and I guess his immediate intention would be to beat Alabama, but long-term He seems to want to come back to the NFL. When we've had Hub on, Hub believes he'll be back in the NFL next year. And Michigan's saying, we'll pay you all this money not to even use the letters N or F or L. And he hasn't signed that yet. As far as McCarthy, he might be the guy. Let's understand, Randy, I appreciate the call. Let's understand that. NFL people whose job it is to know quarterbacks largely know nothing about quarterbacks until they decide, until they see, until evidence is presented, this is not the guy. That's what they know. That's what they learn. As far as who is the guy, sometimes it looks like a crapshoot. There are very few people who are quarterback whispers who know what one looks like and know which ones to stay away from. And both Mark Potash of the Sun-Times, John Greenberg of The Athletic, have pointed out all these high draft, so many high draft picks have been bust. Jamarcus Russell's name was invoked. And you look at an organization that does seemingly does everything right, including fleecing Ryan Pace in the Mitch Trubisky trade. They're the ones who traded up. San Francisco traded up to get Trey Lance. Gone. See ya. What was your favorite moment of the Trey Lance era? So. They don't know anything. That's why you draft a quarterback every year. And the quarterback they drafted at the end of the draft took him to the Super Bowl and is the leader to be MVP, Brock Purdy. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we have um, the guys on the postgame show discussed the good, the bad, that who's hot, who's cold. And there's somebody in the Bears, somebody in the Bears defensive backfield had himself quite a game. And somebody who didn't is somebody we've largely drawn and quartered on this show. And we'll bring that to you. On this football festivus, I'm Steve Rosenblum. Happy holidays to you. Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. 
overall, the, the offense obviously, you know, runs for uh, 250. We're excited about that. And a lot of times when you have a number like that, it's, uh, your quarterback is a big part of that. You know, so 97 yards by him. Um, had some really dynamic uh, scrambles and runs. Um, what was cool, though, was that he looked down the field a lot of times and he made some passes, too, you know, which is what he's been working on. That was really good. And then Herbert, you know, gets his 20 carries and over 100 yards, which is um, also good to see. Um, you know, that's really about controlling the game, you know, uh, being able to, when you get a lead like that, to be able to control the game with the run game like that. And uh, the guys did excellent. Boom, 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 boom. Welcome in, welcome back. That was Matt Eberflus, Victoria's coach of the Bears. Seeing all that progress, they could win the Stanley Cup this year, I think. Steve Rosenblum, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Happy holidays to you. We, I will take you up to the NFL triple header. Bottom of the hour, we will bring you that. And we'll bring you the pregame for that NFL triple header today. And our phone number and our text line, 312-644-6767. Got this from the 847. Good morning and happy Monday, Suckage Rosie. I've been alone many of these days where others are with family. I appreciate you, sir, for the... Through many of these days, I've been blessed listening to you and being able to smile with joy. Thank you, Rosie. And puff, puff, pass on this WNB Monday, Angelo. I wish you happy holidays. I wish you happy holidays and um, have a good one. 262, Merry Christmas, Steve. Love when you're on the radio. You're the best in the business. Apparently, we know who Angelo passed the joint two. I'm just at two six two texture. The post game crew on the score: Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, Mike Mulligan were discussing. They sort of who's hot, who's cold. They were discussing and they watched the game. They had their thoughts. They broke down many parts of the game, and it ultimately comes to all right: who is hot, who is cold. So this segment from yesterday evening's post-game show, they kind of wrap this up. We'll do it and let you think, let you have your say about what you think afterwards. Courtesy of the score. Kyler Gordon had a good game, and uh, the hit of the game is sponsored by S-Wing Professional Tools, made in the USA for 100 years, estwing.com. He was all over the place, and he, he like stood up, made some hits, grabbed a guy by the leg mm-hmm. one time, Did just did a good job. Yeah, it's good to see the young players step up like that. That's that's the growth we're talking about, right? We preach patience, and uh, you want to see this team get better, and you know they, they're better from last year to this year, and that's a reason why. Young player getting better, and you know hopefully he can continue to take the next step and maybe get to a Pro Bowl level, something like that that becomes a dominant nickelback and, and defensive back for the, for the Bears' defense. And even, uh, you know, those, those plays around the line of scrimmage, a sack and a run, but then he, he was covering more, I think, early in the first quarter, one-on-one on like a slot fade, and that's a tough cover. And he did a nice job covering, uh, uh, you know, more there. So, uh, you know, just like, like you guys are saying, improving and, and good to see young players and good for them to mention, mention the Washington Huskies. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, apparently during his uh, news conference, Justin Fields said that he wasn't overly concerned about the Cardinals' defensive line because he didn't Mm -hmm. think any of them were fast, and he said that he told his offensive linemen not to hold if the Cardinals got through because uh, it was okay. He didn't believe they could catch him. And um, apparently Lucas Patrick never got the message because didn't he have a hold on one of Fields' long runs down the sideline? Um, you don't have to do that. He's too fast. He's going to run past everyone. What do you think of that one, Olin? Well, a great coaching point. Great coaching point by Justin Fields not to grab those guys and let him just outrun them. And I actually think sometimes, Pat, uh, coaches should drill that hmm. uh, where you don't grab the guy when a quarterback leaves the pocket so you don't get that holding call. And I got to be honest – I didn't think that was a hold on no. Lucas Patrick there on a right. play-action pass on that nose guard. I thought he sold it uh, to the um, to the ref. Now, uh, there were two other holds at the end of the half that worried me a little more. There's a holding on a, our hands to the face on Braxton and then a holding on Nate Davis. Uh, Darnell Wright got beat inside, and he tried to save him. Uh, but, on, on, you know, th- those holdings worried me more. I didn't think Lucas Patrick wanted was a hold. But uh, to me, it's, it's it, that's good awareness by Justin Fields to realize who you're playing. And really – uh, with Justin Fields, you shouldn't hold anything. Mm-hmm. That that one play where where I think he he got the snap. It's like he turned around. There's a guy in his face, and he just whoop. He kind of steps around him, and then another guy's coming at him, and he ran out and threw the ball away. I thought that was just a great play because they they were on top of him, but they had no chance of getting him. Oh, I mean, he's a mate. We saw it last week yeah. in, in Cleveland, right, with that touchdown throw to Cole Komet in the corner where you thought he was. Dead to rights. Like, that's the amazing stuff about him. And Olin, you have that's a great point about drilling that to the O lineman. Mm. When you have a quarterback like that, does practice change a little bit? Because plays do break down. Molly, you were talking about plays breaking down, and that's what you see with him. Are you practicing that? You know, we never had a quarterback like that. I never went through practices like that or saw you guys go through practices like that. But is that something that needs to be done? Do they do it with Lamar Jackson? Do they do it with uh, Josh Allen? Are those things that are, are, are drilled during practice to understand the situation that what you have behind you is a lot different than a, a Peyton Manning, a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees that's just going to stand in the pocket? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it would make sense to, to drill uh, the situations that you get in trouble in. Right? Yep. Drill them and just say, man, look, uh, if this guy wants to chase Justin Fields, by all means, chase him. You know, <laughs> or even you could, you could argue the Cardinals should do the same thing right, with Kyler Murray. Like, if they break the pocket, let them run after him. All right, let's try uh, – I believe we have Calvin. Calvin is in Chicago Heights. Hi, Calvin. So, how are you guys doing? Yes, I just have, like, a comment or a question. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are ready to move on from Justin Fields and draft this generational-type quarterback. I believe one of them is supposed to be the next Patrick Mahomes. What if either one of them turns out to be uh, Zach Wilson? What happens then? That's my mm-hmm. – I'll hang up and listen. Ryan Poles gets fired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, Calvin, everyone goes home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but, 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 you know, I, I guess, you know, they talk about, you know, you hedge your bet. Yeah, mm-hmm. You keep both of them, you're hedging your bet. Right? You're, you're hedging a bet on, on having two quarterbacks, and if one doesn't work out, you still have the other one. Yep. And then do you believe how much better can he be than Justin Fields? What's Justin Fields' mm-hmm. ceiling? Have we, have we seen it? And that's the hard part about this talent evaluation and the job that Ryan Poles has and – like I said earlier, I just hope he makes the right decision. But the good thing mm-hmm. is, guys, they've put themselves in position now to make a decision of, of, of these two quarterbacks. And there's so many different ways you can go about it. 
and I'm I'm the one bring both of them in, let them compete, let them fit in that building and see who the best right. one is. Instead of already making your decision, you know, right at the draft or whenever they're going to make their decision. Uh, can can I go back to that for a second, uh, Owen? Mm-hmm. You said mm-hmm. that that would never be anything that you would worry about. I'm just I'm just curious. You know, you guys had like a really good, very popular heart and soul type guy in Thomas Jones, mm-hmm. and then Cedric Benson is drafted, and you know whether whether. Um, the tension of all that is helped or didn't help. You made it to the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. and I always felt that if you had stayed with Thomas Jones more in that game, instead of trying to – it was almost like there was an agenda of getting Benson going because he was drafted. I, I felt you'd have had a better chance of winning that game. Yeah, very, very interesting comparison, taking Cedric and, – and, to Pat's point about Kyle Orton and Rex Grossman, um, just because you like Thomas Jones and Cedric came in and, and felt like the locker room was against him and, and, right. and you know, he rest in peace, Cedric Benson. He was a great yes, running back. And, 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 you know, uh, I just think the mistake was made to clear out Thomas Jones and not let them just keep competing, right? Nobody in the locker room minded. No one in the locker room cared. Uh, you know, and, and, and it's just... Um, you know, remember now, Cedric was a big part of our Super Bowl run, and Thomas uh, racked up the yards. But if you looked at the numbers, Cedric had a lot of carries in those games, and he was wearing defenses out because I'm going to tell you guys right now, I've never blocked for a guy that when he hit D lineman, you knew that D lineman got hit. Cedric Benson ran the ball hard and ran it downhill, and it was really the two of them together that made our run game. And remember now, Cedric got hurt in the Super Bowl, and that really hurt us. Right. Right. He got hurt on, um, I think. Uh, uh, we were backed up, and Bob Sanders hit him, and he was out for the game. So, so losing him in that game really, really hurt us because it was the two of them playing together that made us so good. So, uh, to your point, uh, can can two guys coexist? Can they be in the same locker room? Will the locker room care? Will they turn? I don't think so, man. It, it, when you play in the NFL, it's just about who has the same jersey on and who's playing good football. Yeah, it's production, man. That's all I cared about. Yeah. That's all I cared about. Just, just help us win. And I think that's, that's and you know, for me, it was hard because everyone liked me in the locker room, you know? <laughs> everyone? <laughs> so well loved. That's yeah. true. Yeah. You, were, you, were, you were just like Justin Fields, 50-50. Especially <laughs> Hunter. Hunter loved me. I think Hunter Hillemeyer wrote something on the Players' Tribune. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. No, he actually said it right here on these airways. Uh, okay. <laughs> How well loved you were. Yeah, okay, but hold on. That's a good point, though, because there were some situations or arguments or feelings, but it never translated to the game. You know what I mean? And we had a strong locker room. We had a good locker room, good leaders that could could deal with that kind of stuff. And maybe the Bears are getting there. Maybe maybe T.J. Edwards, Edmonds, um, D.J. Moore, those kind of guys right. that can deal with personalities in a locker room. And that, that that's mm-hmm. that's important to me, too, if I'm a GM of building a team, of building guys that – that just kind of mold that locker room and deal with that stuff internally. And then it doesn't spill over to, to Sundays, Mondays, or, or Saturdays when you're playing a game. Yeah, um, that's a good point. And on, on speaking of DJ Moore, if you get a chance to go on Twitter, you got to see the photo that, uh, that Mark Grody took of him. Apparently DJ wanted to dress like Santa. He, he ordered a Santa suit. He ironed it. Uh, last night, and uh, and he wore it to the game and in the post game. 
Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm impressed he ironed. Enjoy the win. You know, you got to enjoy, enjoy the win. Enjoy victory Monday. Right? Olin, I got to ask you because we were sitting around watching games yesterday with my family. And they yeah. showed some of these guys walking in the locker room in their outfits. And she just turns mm-hmm. to me and she goes, what would Olin have said? If somebody oh, wow. walked in, right? <laughs> and I just laughed, and she's like, "I know what he would say, but like, really? Like, what's going on? Is this a thing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's now a fashion show, and it is what it yeah, is, and uh, you know, whatever." Social but, media, man, it's changing, yeah, right? Yep. Because now, um, you know, you're you're all over the place, whether it be Instagram or Twitter, with the outfit you walk in. Mm-hmm. It's just as important to these guys as. Uh, you know what? You know as their pads and their jersey, I guess. Yeah. So uh, some of these some of these outfits are interesting. You know, um, I, I I think we talked about with Kyler Gordon. I forget where they were. Uh, walked in basically shirtless uh, yeah. with, with like a mask on. So <laughs> uh, we've seen a lot That's of things right. this year, to yeah. be honest. Well, no, there yeah. was an interview. This is what it was too. We were watching that, and there was an interview I watched of Justin Fields. I forgot who it was with. I want to give her a credit. Very good interview. But she asked him about his stylist. Do you hire a stylist? He's like, Yeah, I got somebody mm-hmm. from New York that, that picks all mm-hmm. my outfits. I'm like. Excuse me, what? Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and that's what hey, she uh, asked. I was like, I don't know, man. It's a different game. It just it's different. That's hey, fine. It is it's just it's Patty Mully, I, I remember I think it was in my eighth or ninth year, Lovey someone said Lovey wanted to see me and I said, Okay, so I went up there and I'll make this story short. I'll give you the short version. And I thought I was in you know, I must have said something or did something that I usually do to somebody that and Lovey wasn't happy about it. And basically what he told me was he knows the amount of money they pay me, and he w- would like me to improve my suits. <laughs> he said, "He said, and the only way Lovey can say it, we can do better than men's warehouse, big guy." Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my! I didn't know that. That's a good wow. one. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Not everyone is an off-the-shelf guy, right? Yeah, but, oh, no, I mean, it doesn't matter. Know, uh, it, in Hawaii, you didn't grow up wearing very, very many suits, right? right. So I wasn't right. very big on them. Right. You should have worn like a like a white suit with a Panama hat type of look, you know? With some, oh with some, man, with I, I remember when I was at Washington, they told me I needed a sports coat, and I had to ask Whisper, "What is that?" <laughs> <laughs> I always wear sports gear. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like a sweat jacket? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Where do I get one of these oh, things? That, that's beautiful. That is the um, <laughs> I love Lovey Smith calling Olin Cruz. I know we pay you. You can buy a suit. I love that story. Anyways, they they were talking about Kyler Gordon had a great game, and he was he had a sack. He was all over the place. It was terrific. I know the post game crew was not was not enamored of Luke Getze's idea of what the offense was. The guy can't coach the game that's in front of him. Can't coach the player who's in front of him. Third and one, he decides to take that ball out of the best player's hands. How does that make sense? And, you know, Ryan Poles said like six weeks ago, whatever, he told Jeff Joniak, these, <clears throat> he had talked to Matt Eberflus about playing his best players more. This involved some number of snaps for DJ Moore and early on with Montez Sweat. If you have to tell your coaches to pay play their best players more, should that guy really be coaching? I, I just I don't I don't get it. Especially Monty Sweat, who currently leads two teams in sacks. <laughs> Somebody needs to. So before we go, what are you looking at? What are you watching today? What are you listening to today? 
There's a NFL triple header today. You'll hear all of it right on the score beginning at 1130. All of it. NFL triple header. Last year, the NFL triple header, 21.9 million viewers, was more than five times the NBA quintuple header. Five NBA games going on. Average of 4.3 million viewers over the five contests. Last year, half the team sucked. The game sucked. And there wasn't there wasn't an attractiveness going in. And the NFL still swamped the NBA. But now, this, this is like, it couldn't have been set up more. It couldn't have been flexed better other than the Raiders being in it and the Giants being in it. Oh, the Giants are of interest to the, to the Bears. Those with faint playoff hopes, don't let the Giants catch you. Don't let the Giants catch you. So you're dealing with three big, and the slate is unbelievable. So you're starting at, you, you, you got the Nick, the Bucks at the Knicks. If, if you're broadcast day and you're going to get carpal remote syndrome, here's how it's going to go. Bucks at Knicks, Raiders at Chiefs. We got the Raiders and Chiefs here at one. Warriors at Nuggets at 230. Giants at Eagles at 4.30. Celtics at Lakers at 5 p.m. 76ers at the Heat at 8 p.m. And Ravens at the 49ers. Super Bowl preview at 7.15 here. Right here. Oh, scores were okay. Raiders at Chiefs at noon. Warriors at Nuggets at 1.30. Giants at Eagles at 3.30. Celtics at Lakers at 4, 76ers at the Heat at 7, and at 7.15, Ravens at 49ers. We will have all the football games, and TV will have the NBA games. This is what is going on, and yet we're still not done. There's still an NBA game that starts at 9.30, Dallas at Phoenix. That's where your package is. That, that is what's on today. The red thing, friend of mine I grew up with, he, his deal was that he got to commandeer the TV on Christmas Day to watch at least one basketball game. That was the deal he got, and his mom said, okay. Because that way he didn't have to fight his younger brother and younger sister for it. So the red thing got to watch basketball and he would sit there in the recliner and be, feel like a king This is a 10 year old kid. And we go, Oh wow. Yeah. And he would have control of the remote control. He gets to watch. I get to watch basketball. It's Christmas. That's one of my presents. You can't turn the television. You can't change the channel. So anyways, that's your sports gasm for the day. I want to thank everybody who listened, who called, who participated in this football festivus today. Again, tomorrow, it's a football Tuesday starting at 5.30 a.m. David Hahn, Zach Zaidman will take you through. And the broadcast day will be followed by 10 to 2, Bernstein and Holmes. And then 2 to 6, you will have Gabriel Ramirez and Mark Grody sitting in for Parkins and Spiegel. I want to thank everyone who called, listened. I hope your holiday was good. I particularly want to thank 815 Texture. A lot of people shared stuff today 
Let me read this from 815. Steve, I usually text you some nonsense messages because I suck. Today, I'd like to share a little story with you. Over the last 10 years, some of my best memories have been at Saturdays and on Saturdays at 11, going for a long walk with my dog, Bella. She loved walking, and I loved listening to Saturday Suckage. I remember the episode with Barry Rosner as your co-host, and it was one of the greatest editions of the score ever. Bella passed away on the 11th of December, and... I want to thank you for the memories you helped me create with my beloved dog while listening to your show. Thank you. Have a good, safe holiday and New Year. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Of your faithful friends who are... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.